Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell, documentary filmmaker, churn podcaster. And I'm Sal Rodriguez, toy collector and stand-up comic. So now we're on to season one, episode two, Strike First. Oh, and I'm still totally kied out. You are always kied out. <laughs> I'm going to patent that. Can I patent that yeah, expression? Yeah, for sure. So this episode gets an 8.6 rating on IMDb. And this starts out with a bang, I got to say, with one of my favorite songs, of which I have used in a short film before many years ago. And it's Dean Martin's Ain't That a Kick in the Head. Which is the antithesis of the beginning of episode one, where we see Johnny's intro. Exactly. <laughs> His intro in the beginning of episode one versus Daniel LaRusso's intro at the beginning of episode two. Very, very different. There was a lot of patting each other on the back as the music supervisor found this track. Because it is perfect. Yeah. It took a crane kick to the head to change the fortunes of Daniel LaRusso forever. Yeah. And so this song kicks in. First, we see like a sweeping helicopter shot going over the Hollywood sign. And now we are in the LaRusso residence. Yeah. We are getting the behind the scenes sneak peek of Daniel LaRusso's life. And what we see right away is that there's no alley, no Elizabeth Shue, but there's an attractive woman there who's his wife. And we're having yet another 80s montage. I must say, though, I was really trying to see the chemistry with him and his wife. And this is nothing against her as an actress. But then again, maybe that's the whole idea, right? He's been married a while. Maybe they're a little bored in their marriage. Who knows? This is a great opening. Daniel now lives, I'm not sure where, but it could be the Encino Hills where Allie lived. It's a beautiful home. Sure. Well, he owns like, what, five dealerships? And we learn in episode one that not only does he have automotive dealerships, he has auto body shop in-house as well. Yeah, and this montage is great. You've got not only Daniel at home, we see Daniel also at LaRusso Auto, you know, helping out guys. Yeah, he's hands, hands on. on. Yeah, yeah. I guess it goes back to when he got the car from Mr. Miyagi, which Sal has the actual Karate Kid Hot Wheel. I do have the Karate Kid Hot Wheels car, the 48 Ford Super Deluxe. It is the yellow car that Mr. Miyagi gave to Daniel's son. Yours is a little smaller than the uh, it's actual. A, it's a 164th scale, which is the Hot Wheels and Matchbox size. I would have loved to have seen the car sitting in the LaRusso showroom as an homage. You know, that's a really good point because I have read that Ralph Macchio owns that. So why not bring that in the show? It's a really good point. Well, we're seeing Daniel's life. We're seeing him at work. We're seeing him with his family. We're seeing him with his wife. We're seeing a day in the life of Daniel. And again, this is such a dichotomy as compared to Johnny's life. From the beginning of episode one. Obviously, we're seeing his pathetic life. And now we're seeing Daniel LaRusso's fantastic life. Again, so it seems. I mean, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, particularly in marriages and all that. Oh, we're only seeing a montage. We're seeing a montage. but it's look good in a montage. His montage looks fantastic. The song is still going on, by the way. Ain't that a kick in the head? Daniel looks to his left, and what does he see? He's at a stoplight, casually glances over to the left. He's in the receipt of flats. Yes, And he sees the new Cobra Kai dojo. And it's like Daniel gets hit with PTSD. I love that moment. At that moment, you were just seeing him start to devolve. Exactly. Go back to becoming a teenager. Pre-All Valley Tournament. I I love that moment. I really did. I think I even rewound that moment. I just wanted to see him. Because the song ends on that beat. (laughs) I wanted to see him deteriorate in that moment. And he does. He's sitting in the car. He sees the dojo, has all the flashbacks. And he starts to mentally deteriorate at that moment. Next thing, we're in Cobra Kai. It's the first class. And Johnny's kind of a hard ass. 
Yeah, and so far, Miguel is the only student at this present moment. And in comes an inspector. He's saying you've got to have everything up to code before you get your insurance. And, you know, basically giving him a hard time, kind of being a little bit intimidating. But then he refers to the emblem on the wall, Cobra K. Cobra K. Like, <laughs> like Mary K. And then he calls the Cobra A. He calls a Cobra a rattlesnake. It's also quite obvious that Johnny has no idea how to run a business. No. So there's that. <laughs> no, no. It was, it's almost like when you think about him cashing his stepdad's check, probably the equivalent of a lottery winner. Just yeah. like, yeah. woohoo! The next thing you know, we are back at the Encino Oaks Country Club where Danny was once restricted, but hey, now he's a big member. Oh, is that the same club from Karate oh, yeah, Kid? where Ali belonged and Johnny. Wow. And the scene where he went in the back door yes, and had yes. all that. This and is it. And bumps into the waiter and all that. I didn't relate the two. That's, okay, why, yeah. that's why I'm here. Okay, so now he's at the party at the country club. And we meet his younger son, Anthony. He's totally glued to his phone. Basically just orders Daniel to get him a drink, right? Yeah, kind of snarky, that little yeah. kid. And we meet his wife. Yes. Who is Amanda. Then they go to the bar and get a, not just a drink, but an ice cold, dirty martini. Let me just tell you, Sal, there's nothing like an ice cold, dirty martini from Musso and Franks. Him and Amanda are enjoying their drink, and, you know, they're interacting with the guest. This guy comes over with his daughter. Correct. Who's around the same age as Danielson's daughter. Samantha, yes. Yeah, and they chat for a little bit, you know, catch up. Maybe they haven't seen each other in a year, but they know each other through the club. And then that moment when Daniel drinks that martini with his elbow up at the bar, that encompasses everything. He's a man at a country club drinking a martini. Somewhere he did not used to have the keys to get into. We cut to Cobra Kai Dojo, and Johnny's pulling a Miyagi and having Miguel do some dirty work. Yeah. And it's a pretty funny scene. He's drinking Coors, of course. <laughs> and He's almost like the anti-Miyagi. And how much is Coors paying the show? Are they the <laughs> lone sponsor to the YouTube Red show? Um, they're like in every scene that Johnny's in. Well, but the funny thing is, is that if you are Coors... And this guy, who's at this moment in time, a low life, and he's drinking your beer. That doesn't really paint your beer in a positive light, does That's it? That's true. I like this moment because, A, it's obviously an homage to Miyagi and Daniel's son. He has them cleaning. But this is where you start to see a little bit of the bonding. There's little tender moments, like when Miguel reveals that he doesn't know his father. Exactly. And then you start to wonder, well, what about uh, Johnny's dad? Obviously, we know that he had a stepdad. So what happened to his real dad? So you start to kind of put pieces and johnny's together. kind of fighting that too you see that beneath it there's a decent guy and we've seen him show up sometimes but he's definitely suppressing that yeah so then we cut to samantha who didn't go to the country club she's throwing an all-out party to get in with the cool girls at the LaRusso residence. I thought that was pretty daring because it's not like your parents are out of town or out of the country yeah, they're just at the country club <laughs> they're at the country club and she has a pool party with all kinds of teenagers there taking videos for their YouTube channels and so forth. Just having a great time at this pool party. And lots of guys wearing Danny's swimsuits. I would be so pissed if my daughter gave my swimming trunks to a bunch of her friends. Because guess what? You don't wear underwear with swimming trunks. No. I think he even references it later. He's like, just make sure your friends bring their own swim trunks next oh, time. Oh, he tells them. Yeah. So Daniel comes home, immediately shuts the party down. Samantha had obviously crossed a line. And we learn from that scene at the country club with her friend that she's kind of going through a mean girl's Heather's phase when she's trying to get in with the cool kids mm -hmm. and giving her more nerdy, bookish friends a pause. 
And that's kind of what's happening with Samantha. So she's kind of caught between two worlds, starting to like guys, doing things unorthodox, doing the ill-advised and unauthorized pool party. Yes. But that was also, I did want to catch that one moment where we hear a mention of Daniel's mother. Right. Where he makes some reference to that his daughter doesn't even call his mother. Yep. I don't know if that's maybe a foreshadow. Maybe we're going to be seeing his mother at some point. Is the actress still alive who played his mother originally? Yes, she is alive, and she does make appearances. Really? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, so just want to be clear to the listeners that I have only seen episode one and episode two, whereas Jason has seen, what, all two seasons already? I did. It's what gave me the inspiration to do this (laughs) podcast, so it is true. Okay, but I have not jumped ahead, so anybody who's along the same lines as I am, I just finished episode two. We're doing this show here on episode two. I have not seen episode three and beyond. And I don't do spoilers to you either. I'll say things. If you ask me a direct question, I will tell you. I think that's cool that the mom makes an appearance. I do too. And it's been fun to go back and watch it a second time before we do the podcast so it's fresh because it does start to bleed together watching two seasons of a show sure but samantha she's evolving she's a teenager you know she's late into high school a rich teenager very rich that means you get to do bad things badder (laughs) okay i mean if you don't have a pool you can't have a pool party right that's true you got a pool rich people problems yes so we see Daniel cleaning and putting things away, yes. and we see a photo of Mr. Miyagi, which is yes. a nice little moment. And you can tell that in his house, he has a dojo, his own little personal dojo that's become more of a storage closet. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we know right then and there, Daniel hasn't been practicing. Mm-hmm. Mr. Miyagi has passed on. Yes. And it's a nice little like, oh, there's more to learn from this. Mm-hmm. So now Daniel and Samantha have a very 16 Candles father-daughter type scene. Mm-hmm. And ironically, both characters are named Samantha. And they have that cool li- trivia. little trivia. And that's when you're kind of seeing they do have a bond. And there's even like a little bit of a flashback to when Daniel was training Samantha in the dojo. Yeah, so a in a little it, bit of that. In that moment, when I'm watching that, he is wearing a black belt. So that's where I'm thinking... Is that a legitimate black belt? Is that the same black belt that Mr. Miyagi stole from the tournament? I'm wondering at that moment how far Daniel has progressed to becoming an actual karate master. And I would say he earned it. From Karate Kid 2, Karate Kid 3, having a dojo at his house, I think he's legitimately earned a black belt. Okay, and then there he is like, being a sensei for his young daughter in this flashback sequence. She looks like she's about six or what seven. What color was she wearing? Was she wearing a black belt? She was wearing a, a white gi with a white belt. Okay, good. See, they put a black belt on her, <laughs> yeah. and that's why I would have some problems. There was also this one moment, I think it might have been back at the country club, when Daniel and his wife were talking about their kids, and Daniel said something to the effect of, I just don't want my kids to be privileged and see no brats. That's the quote. And in that moment... As a viewer is where I go, ah, he lives in Encino. That's where he lives. Encino Hills. Encino Hills. So this is where the tables turn. Yeah. Because now Johnny, who grew up in Encino, now lives in Reseda. Very Seven Seas-esque. Yes. And then Daniel lived in Reseda, now lives in Encino Hills. Where he felt like such an outcast going to pick up Allie on that date back in the Karate Kid. When they had to jumpstart the car. Pop the clutch. Yes. The tables have turned. Now we are at school for the first time. And we see Miguel, and he is befriending two outcasts. Dimitri and Eli. Dimitri is kind of a funny, sarcastic guy, and Eli's uh, the quiet type. Yeah. So Miguel has had a lesson with Johnny about 
Don't be afraid. Don't get in your own way. So the Cobra Kai terminology is strike first. So when Miguel gets up to go rap at this chick, Eli or Dimitri says, what are you doing? And he says, striking first. I loved that. It was good. Yeah, so he spotted Sam, and it was a spark there, if you will. There was a little bit. When he started walking over, smiled at her, you could tell that she was kind of into it. Yeah, because Sam was at the table with the cool kids, Mm -hmm. Yasmin and Moon, who were kind of the influencers at the school, who probably talked her into having the party at her pool. Well, yeah, she remember she made a reference at the pool. She goes, it's better to host the party. And so you could tell that she's new to this, to be in the elite, if you will. But Miguel starts to make his move, but he is stopped by... Kyler. Kyler and crew, the rowdy oh. kids who bested him at the Mini Mart. There's not another fight sequence. It just abort the mission. Yeah, he does an about face and walks back to Eli and Dimitri. So now we're back at Cobra Kai Dojo. You know, Sal, I got to say, Seems like Miguel is there every day after well, school. you remember going back to the original Karate Kid where you were doing the math and realizing that Daniel's son didn't go to school. He just went to go clean for Mr. Miyagi for a while. Exactly. There's a lot of that. Yeah. So there are these lapses in time, I guess. It's like he's bootstrapped. It's a startup. Yeah. So he's going over there to help him out. So he's in there and there's a phone call. And now we learn that Johnny has a son yeah his son is wearing a misfits t-shirt which i found very interesting and he's kind of a real jerk on the phone well the vice principal calls up johnny and says your son was found with molly and for those of you who don't know is what we used to call ecstasy and immediately he says why you calling me call his mother yeah so he's like the estranged dad. He's got no relationship with this guy. Oh, and the son just says, hey, you're a loser. What the hell are we calling you for? The son just like totally dismisses. And the principal's like, uh... Yeah, yeah. What? His son's name's Robbie, by the way. And so that was a big reveal. And now we're back to the lesson. He's continuing his training with Miguel. And you start to see Miguel tap into his anger a little bit. Oh, that's when he has him punch that torso that you punch? Right. Oh, yes. And this was a little bit of Star Wars and tapping into the dark side. Mm. Miguel's a good kid, a good-hearted kid who doesn't have a father, who's very impressionable, and Johnny doesn't know another way. And you can tell he's pushing him to be a little bit dark. Well, when I started seeing Miguel start to punch, remember when Johnny says, picture your enemy, and then all of a sudden Miguel starts throwing those punches and giving the ha, ha, ha. At that moment, I was like, I wouldn't want to take that punch. So now we are back at the LaRusso residence. Mm -hmm. And I forgot to mention this in the 16 Candles father-daughter thing. Daniel took the high road after the party and let Sam invite the boy that she's interested in, who is also Kyler, Mm -hmm. who's also the bad guy. He invited him over to dinner on Friday night with the family. Yeah. Because she so, said they had been texting. They've been texting. And there was a Not little, sexting. No, because he asked her, he goes, uh, only words, right? And she's like, uh, gross, yeah. And Daniel's made a feast of it. He has his knife from Okinawa, and yeah. he's got fresh sushi. Well, it's kind of like you're watching this going, is he offering sushi to Kyler? Because, you know, once upon a time... Kyler's Asian. Okay, when I was in middle school, this is a true story. I went to a friend's house for dinner. So a white family invites their son Aaron's friend Salvador for dinner. I get there. I'll never forget the mom said, Sal, I knew you were coming for dinner, so I made enchiladas. (laughs) I'll never forget that. And so when I watch this scene, I'm like, is that what Daniel's trying to do? Like, because he's Asian, I'm going to give him sushi? 
But he's not Japanese. No. He's Korean. He could have been any ethnicity. I think it was just a fancy thing that he was trying to okay, do. Okay, so he, show wasn't, off. he wasn't trying to give him sushi because no. he's Asian. No, I don't think so. Because remember also when he says to Kyler, he goes, oh, where were your parents from? And Kyler's like, uh, Irvine, I think. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. So he's making a big production out of it. And you can kind of tell by seeing Kyler's face, like, something's off with this guy. He's not enjoying it. And then it happens. He doesn't even eat fish. Yeah. I think that I would accept sushi in the moment. You're trying to win over the parents. Yeah. You've got the girl there that you like. And so Samantha says, yeah, but you like fish sticks. And he says, do you have any of those? (laughs) Yeah. And then I remember Daniel goes, "Uh, no, I just have this fish I picked up from the Japanese market this morning. (laughs) No, I don't have any Gordon's Fisherman fish sticks. Sorry. So then Amanda and Samantha both leave to get something that Kyler would eat, which is ridiculous. So now we have a scene with Kyler and Daniel. Yes. Which is very uncomfortable. Oh, I remember once I picked up a girlfriend on a date. Her dad invites me in to say hello, and he was polishing his rifles. And he's like, so what time do you think you'll have my daughter back? I was like, "Uh, whatever time you tell me to is what time I'll have her back. Wow. That but really yeah, happened? You, that really happened. But Daniel wasn't even being intimidating. Kyler's just kind of a dud person. Well, Kyler wasn't trying to impress him. Otherwise, he would have said, sure, I'll take the sushi and just muscled it down. Instead, he's like, no, don't like it. No, thanks. So he didn't care. It's kind of an uncomfortable scene, but just because they didn't know how to connect with each other until Daniel asked Kyler where he got the black eye from. Yeah. Kyler squirms in his chair and says he yeah. got it from wrestling. No, but then Daniel notices his fists. And then he shares the fact that he was jumped in a mini mart by mm-hmm. a guy. And that's it. It just yeah. clicked in Daniel's mind. And he knew that Johnny was responsible. So we cut back to the Cobra Kai dojo. Yeah. And Miguel is still working. It's late in the evening. He's still working. He's washing the window, and he asks Johnny, any particular way you want me to wash these windows? Johnny just says, nah, I don't give a crap. He doesn't doesn't say crap. It's very funny. A callback to the Karate Kid. Because we're thinking there should be some sort of official karate method. You know, wash right, wash left, but uh, no. Daniel knows that Johnny attacked Kyler and his friends. And now Daniel opens the door and enters the Cobra Kai dojo yeah. to confront Johnny about beating up Samantha's friends. Yeah. So what happens here? Well, Daniel walks in there thinking that Johnny attacked these teens. So obviously he was just sort of being a good dad at that moment. Correct. Hey, what are you doing attacking my daughter's friends? Quit being a jerk. But this is where then the truth comes out. So Johnny shares the fact that Miguel had been jumped by multiple friends of Samantha's. Daniel's taken back with this information. Yeah. And it's a great sequence because you got Johnny on the left, Daniel on the right, and there's the Cobra Kai creed. Daniel steps into that frame and you're like thinking, here we are again in 1984. Here we are. It's happening again. Yeah. And then I think right around that time, then Miguel comes out because he was cleaning the bathroom, cleaning the toilet to be exact, addresses Johnny as sensei. And that's when Daniel goes, sensei? He says, Really? Sensei? He knows then and there that Cobra Kai is beginning to develop students. But what cracks me up about this sequence, too, is that they just don't take an extra, like, beat to explain the facts. 
you can tell that both of them have these predisposed ideas of one another and they're always going to assume the worst because Johnny could come out and really explain the facts. Yeah. And much like Daniel, he's hanging on to his own resentment. Even though he has the better life now, he still is affected by Cobra Kai. Well, you know, you may look at the surface and think automatically Daniel has the better life. Fine. There's something missing in Daniel's life that he may actually envy how he started breaking down when he even saw the Cobra Kai dojo. So obviously there's some things stirring inside of him, maybe some regrets, maybe some dissatisfaction with his life. Who He's knows? also not training karate anymore. Yeah, that may be a moment where also Daniel's like, this guy's opening up a dojo. I own car dealerships. What the hell am I doing with my life? That's probably a lot of it. They're very similar characters. Yeah. They're very hot-headed. They're almost too alike. Daniel then walks out, gets in his car, they have another face-off, and I love this ending where they have that twangy guitar music, and then you see Johnny then give us a little smirk at the end. Exactly. At that moment in time is where Johnny thinks to himself, I got him. Because it's like you see the tables turning again. Yes. And that's it. Episode two. And we have eight more episodes in this season. Wow. So this has been Let's Talk Cobra Kai. Please subscribe to us on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcast. I'm really excited. I haven't seen episode three yet. I love it. All right. Thank you again.